a sea of screams, an eye unblinking, a scion's coronation, the unyielding anguish of defeat, the undying exhilaration of victory. More on Somewhere Elementary's big win over the Nowhere Nobodies, coming up after these announcements. Election Day has come and gone, dear listeners, and we are still here. I mean the royal, collective we, of course, which does not include the 17 unconfirmed disappearances, presumed subsumed by the Screaming Fog. The disappeared, who are more them than we at this point, have yet to be named publicly, presumably because authorities are unclear who they are. More to come. In related news, Customer Service Bureaumancer William has issued an unprecedented citywide reading, declaring a town-wide Screaming Sun, Council Moon, Danger Rising. Residents are advised to continue about their daily business as usual, but with a heightened sense of peril and existential dread. Under no circumstances. That's right, horror heads. You know what that means. With last night's victory, your very own Lil Eldritch Horrors improved to 134 to 2 on the season. Is there anything these titans of the pitch can't accomplish? In celebration, we'll be tossing some dogs on the grill and cranking that James Buffet, praise be, down on the beach right after Sea Dog and I finish crunching the stats from that phenomenal win. On a personal note, The beach remains closed, with sources at City Hall saying the five-dimensional red mesh barrier is here to stay. In unrelated news, authorities have released the identities of the Time Bandits, who stand accused of grand temporal larceny after robbing the municipal treasury. WSOM's own Duncan Oliver has the story. <laughs> ah, yes the punchline. Duncan has the story because he is one of two conspirators named in the press release that dripped through the ceiling fan and reconstituted itself on my desk just moments ago. Along with friend of the show, the Traveler, you know the one. The duo reportedly made off with several decades in standardized time. And boy, do I look guilty by association. The council, praise be, Speaking through newly elected member Mina Redmond, standing right over my shoulder, had this to say. This unfortunate incident couldn't come at a worse time. Pun categorically rejected. The time reserves meant to be a against the ruinous Day 203. I have long abandoned the thought that anybody might still be out there listening to this. Call it habit. If these recordings are found, somehow, some when... Learn from us. Sebastian's antenna has located the temporal signature of the Traveler. The poor fool was right all along. It works. I will be making the jump shortly after this broadcast. It is untested. But what choice do I have? For the memories of somewhere. For Sebastian. For Sam. Large. We, collectively are being asked to report any information on the whereabouts of Duncan and the Traveler to newly appointed Chief Inspector and Public Eye, Stafford. Now, a message Hello? from our sponsors. This is Duncan Oliver in Absentia. I'm sorry, listeners, I must be brief. My location must remain a secret for the time being, but I will return to you soon. There is more to these horological revelations than we know. My full report will have to wait until we have more answers, but I urge you, please, stay vigilant, avoid epochs, and consider joining our Evergreen subscriber plan. Your help keeps our station local and free of unearthly phenomena. In happier news, we, 
the WSOM staff, have regained full control of the station, now that extra-dimensional archon and salacious rumor-monger Savannah has returned to whatever liminal cosmos she calls home. I, for one, am thrilled once again to have absolute control over this station. You know, flavored water, cucumber being a my flavor fave, Duncan? is the liquid embodiment of subtlety. It's not just about it's quenching your here. thirst, but cosmic quest, no, putting you in touch with the multitude of other yous sharing in that universal taste constant. More on this uh, fascinating subject after a quick message from my sponsor, Squareshape. Tired of slippery circles? Triangles a little too acute? Try squares. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Tio. Hi, hello. I'm adult Tio, and I play Claire Claremont, the Forgotten Vessel. Uh-oh. No one's going to know why. what that means. Tio is the designated adult of the podcast today because yes. all of us are loopy, doopy, goopy. <laughs> Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle, and I play Duncan Oliver, the adult Vox. Okay. All right. <laughs> and Hannah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How y'all doing tonight? I'm Hannah, and I play Max, the paradox. But are you an adult? I think I'm the oldest out of... Wait, no. Kyle's older than me? I think I am an Kyle's... adult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to... I think I'm the oldest. We don't need to, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> No, no, no. You decide who goes first by who can run the fastest, not who's the oldest. That's oh, how that works. Oh, then I'm coming in last because I'm not even trying. Running is a scam. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's our fair. player runs speed or our character runs speed? Oh, boy. Everybody look at your character sheet and figure out what your movement speed is. It's and slow. That's cool. This is one of the Chaos. one of the things that are that is established about Duncan is he's bad at running. Why no, there's no this? way that Claire even knows how to run. Yeah, but you get from point A to point B in however fast you need to. That's true. You're like that Gandalf line. A wizard is never late. He arrives precisely when he intends to. Yeah, that's Claire. Claire's late a lot. And then she just says that line and people are like, no, Claire, you're actually, it's like, <laughs> it's supposed to start like 45 minutes ago and you're the main speaker. So um, we're at a canapes. Well, that's on you Eight. for making me the main speaker. <laughs> Really, you're to blame for my incompetence. <laughs> We're starting now, well, aren't we? You know, you're right. You're right. You're so right. Max runs like probably a good 75% of the time. That's That yeah, tracks. But that it's, right. it's just yeah. the short little legs are just going. So it's not real fast. But they are going. Parkour. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start the podcast now. <laughs> Restart. <laughs> Audience, how do you think you run? Start a thread about it. We want to learn your running speed. We want to get to know you more personally. Okay, we're building a go, Monster Quinn. Hour track and field team, and we're trying to find who's who in our fast network of audience members is going to be best at each task. So, how fast? How good are you at running? Anybody good at walking pretty quick when your feet stay on the ground? Throwing pointy things or big rocks? That's it. And jumping. I think there's a jumping one. Yes, there is. What's the one? Oh, steeple. What's the one where you jump over the thing and chase. fall in the water? Yep, that's a steeple. No, that's a McElroy property. We can't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for real. We're okay, restart yes. the podcast. We're yes. starting, Start over. Here we're we go. starting the podcast now. Right this gavel, ship gavel. and sail it in the direction of our dreams. <laughs> Whistle! <laughs> like Stafford and Roy Kent, instead of doing the thing, <laughs> I'm just saying gavel, Whistle. gavel to make our attention. <laughs> okay. We open in the parking garage in the back alley, where the bus has just come to a slow rolling stop. Max, the vast expanse of emptiness and motes of light have faded, and now you are left looking out the windows of the bus, seeing this darkened parking structure, one garage door open leading out into the back alley. You are not alone, however. As the bus came to a stop, you heard a crash behind you, the shattering of glass, and stepping up from a three-point superhero stance is... Duncan Oliver, but certainly not the Duncan that you are familiar with. This Duncan is 
bald, lean, clad, head to toe in faded, weathered black leather. And he locks eyes with you and they narrow and he says, Traveler, I finally found you. What do you do? So what you're saying is this is like a sexy Duncan. That's, hey. Um, (laughs) That's up for interpretation, Some people like dad bods. (laughs) Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. This Duncan has a far more grizzled look, bordering on haggard, Mm -hmm. with kind of like a, not quite Matrix, but more like Mad Max kind of vibe. Yeah. He looks like he could probably run. Yep. Yep. Dirty him up. This Duncan yep. can run. Mm-hmm. This, Lots this of scars. Duncan runs. <laughs> this Duncan runs on donuts. It's like, uh, oh it's like when Henry Cavill Sorry, plays the Witcher and he gets all grimed up and you're like, oh, that. Yes. That. This is the Henry Cavill of Duncans. Oh, yes. yeah, okay. that works. Yeah, yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah, so it is a, it is a perhaps a sexier Duncan. If Grizzled Road Warrior is your thing, then yes. Yes. Again, yes. I have the okay. older. Yep. All right. Uh, mm, mm. Okay. Now that we've established that, what do you do? Right. That he's cute. I blow a little kiss. I don't do that. I do okay. <laughs> in my head. I think about it. I think <laughs> this is inappropriate. I'd like to do it, but I'm not going to do it. I exercise some modicum of restraint. Okay. Dun- Duncan? Duncan. Duncan. Duncan? Are you Duncan? For too long have you evaded your crimes. It's not the answer to my question. My question was, what should I call you? Because there's a Duncan in this universe who I gotta say is a lot more like fussy librarian than this get up here. Um, we, we do call him Duncan, Duncan Oliver. So do you have a name? What you call me is of no matter. These will be the last eyes you see. Oh, no. (laughs) And Duncan, from beneath this black leather trench coat, pulls out what looks to be like a a miniature bazooka (laughs) and fires it, and a net explodes out and flies towards you. Give me a roll to face fear. Okay, first of all, that's not very sexy. It's really not very sexy. I made it myself. (laughs) Still, this is like... I'm I'm weathered and crafty. Okay. (laughs) Does your Duncan do that? Pew. You're shooting at me. What do, what do pew, I? Oh, face pew. Okay. I'm going to push myself. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I probably actually didn't need to do that, but I rolled two fives and a six. So that's Whoa. a 12. Dang. Okay. Whoa. On a 10 plus, you accomplished what you set out to do. So what does this look like as you dodge this net gun that Duncan has fired at you? It's sexy Duncan? Question mark? <laughs> Unsure. The sexiness has gone down. Um, or has it gone up? I, the beholder. I'm anxious to think about this. Would it be appropriate for me to say I drew my sword and did a like, whoosh, whoosh? I'm, I'm, there's an audio, there's an audio medium in. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's why I'm trying to think how to describe it. I did like a cool, like, circle slash, like, I, I did the sword in a circle so that, like, the, because the, it's like a net with, like, little, little thingies at the end, like like that you used to trap like a cat or something and it's oh, yeah, weighted yes. at the end. So, okay, yeah. Um, so I do like a whoosh and I do the sword in a circle and so like the net turns into two distinct pieces. Mm-hmm. The outer part that I can just step through and the inner part which falls to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that it's made out of like a fine filament. It's not rope. It's like a metal fiber. Mm. And seconds after you slice through it, you see a blue arcing current run through this net. Oh, that's very unsexy. I mean, the blue current in the wiring makes me feel like this is very crafty. So, you know, it's kind of like a win and a loss in the sexiness category. I am absolutely stalling for time while I read (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that I can do. Could I, because I'm in the bus and the bus is chaos, can I embrace chaos in the bus and like attack with chaos? Yeah, if you would like to grab hold of the bus's power to try to do something with it, sure. Give me a roll to embrace chaos. You take the wheel and you feel the bus come to life in your hands. My bus, my wonderful, beautiful bus. That's an 11. Hold two. Dice are hot, 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 hot. Let's see. First, if I wield this power's effect, can I send sexy Traveler Duncan somewhere else? 
I think you would need to do more than that. Wielding the powers effect, you could certainly like start driving the bus and moving through space time. Okay. But that alone, I don't think would be sufficient to expel Duncan from the bus. Look, Quinn, that's bullshit. It's, it's real. It's it would certainly help you towards that it goal. seems entirely fair to me. <laughs> Fine. Get in that net. Okay, here's how I think this is going to go down. I think it would be wielding this power's effect to drive the bus how I want it to. And I have this image of me driving the bus and like, man, it's pedal to the metal. And I hit it so hard that Traveler Duncan, sexy Traveler Duncan, falls backward and suffers a harm from my driving. You slice this net, look over your shoulder towards the driver's seat, jump back in and punch it. Duncan, I don't think, was expecting this. Whoa. And so he goes tumbling end over end, and Mm -hmm. in doing so, gets fairly close to that snarl. And I think you see pieces of him start to get stripped away the same way that happened to Elodie way, way back in the third episode or whatever it was. He's not as close, so it's not like he's caught, Mm -hmm. but it's not good. It's not good, for sure. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, just with Duncan. You sure about that? Ay, ay, ay. You sure look, about that? He's look. intimidating, but he's still Duncan. No, I'll give, I'll give another <laughs> okay. one. I'll give it like. Uh, nope. <clears throat> nope. You want to try? Ay, ay, ay. Nope. It's ay, ay, ay for sure. Oh, buddy. The sexiness scale has gone way down with ay, ay, ay. I don't know. I'm into it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, you're not here on the bus, Claire. So. Oh, I mean, me, Tio. Your- oh, okay. <laughs> In response, Duncan reaches into his trench coat again, pulls out a grappling hook and fires it, and it hooks into the undercarriage of the bus under the driver's seat area, and he starts winching himself back up your direction away from the snarl. You won't get away this time. I would like to cut the, I know it's not string, rope, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. The rope it's a cable. next to cable, okay. The thing attaching Traveler, Sexy Traveler Duncan to this grappling hook. Give me a roll to face fear. Yeah, okay. It's a seven. That's, hey, it's a, that's okay. <laughs> On a seven and nine, I will offer you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. You can do this, but you will suffer harm. You can do this, but it will damage the bus and drop you out of time. Or you can choose not to and recalibrate your actions. Okay, I'll take the harm. You bring your Zweihander down on this cable, and as you're making the motion, you see that arc of blue electricity move up this cable as well. You do cut through it, but in doing so, you are going to suffer two harm. Two? Jesus. Well, it's a zippy zap. Zip zappers. It's my special thing. I mean, you do have your move, which reduces harm by one. I call it my bazak. Oh, God, that's right, I do. Okay. Ow. Yeah. Still hurts. So you've cut this cable. Duncan is now away from the snarl and kind of staggering back up to his feet, assessing his options. Can I step on the gas and, like, I mean, I'm not going to catch him as unawares as I did last time, but, like, I want to knock him down to his feet again. Give me a roll to embrace chaos. Why won't you just let me drive, Quinn? I mean, if you're you're trying to do this in a way that will stop him. I'm just driving a bus. I'm just driving. Through time. I'm just. And space. (laughs) Just driving a bus. That's a 10. Choose two. I briefly wield this power's effect, I think, to punch it. And I'm going to heal one. And I'm also going to, as I'm knocking him backwards by flooring it, I want to yell back. What do you want? I'm the real Max. You punch it and our perception of the bus thins and narrows. The whole thing gets stretched out Mm -hmm. and he's prepared this time. Duncan doesn't get knocked over, but every step is like high gravity. He's struggling to move forward as you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Justice. That tells me nothing. That word has no meaning. Well, I mean, it has a meaning, but like without other context, I have no idea what you mean by that. Justice for what? Justice for whom? Justice for all? Justice for no one? Explain yourself, please. Justice for my world. You left it in ruins. Which map? 
did it look like me or did it look different? Because there's multiple copies scurrying about in other places, like other dimensions. So like I'm the one true Max, but there's there's more me's somewhere. But I'm not responsible for their tomfoolery. You are the traveler. You are responsible. You will pay. Wait, this is Duncan from another time loop. Sure seems like it. Well, that wasn't my fault, Quinn. That wasn't my fault. I didn't, Quinn. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Quinn. Tell it to the judge. <laughs> I've done nothing wrong ever in my entire life. You will pay for what happened to Seabass. To sea bass? Sebastian. Sea. Oh, okay. no! All the like... sea bass in the world. <laughs> this is about climate change. My favorite fish. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like maybe I fucked up the waters. Not me. No, no, no. <laughs> Other me fucked up the water supply. Like the entity known as Max LLC is not to be held liable <laughs> for the actions of its individual board members. <laughs> Max, oh Max, Max, God. and Max. <laughs> Quinn, how long will it take me to establish a limited liability corporation? Uh, more some... time than you currently have. Okay, okay. Because you see Duncan is reaching into his trench coat again. Oh my God, what the fuck? Quinn, where is the bus? You are driving it, so it's floating in the vast empty expanse of space-time. Oh. And the motes of light have once again stretched out into those luminous threads, and they are whipping back and forth a bit wildly. So maybe I should drop the bus out of time and see if I can just get it to the back alley. Can I? You have succeeded on enough Embrace Chaoses in this scene that I'm not going to make you roll again if you want to drop out of time. Yes, I would like to drop out of time and get the bus to the back alley. (laughs) You take your foot off the gas and you did move, though. I think we see the back alley market, the hubbub and bubbub of commerce and people sort of moving about from stall to stall, shuffling and slinking down alleyways, haggling. And then over the fountain in the middle of the back alley market, we just see a bus <laughs> appear and fall like five feet with a sickening <laughs> crunch of cobblestone. Aww. Oh, no, not the bus, the cobblestone underneath oh, it. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. As you land just just in, in the middle of the market. Okay. I seem to recall that the market was sort of like protecting itself from the all-seeing eye with a yes. tie. Yeah, the eye of the council. Uh-huh. The back alley market overhead, the sky above, is completely blotted out by a mixture of buildings that have curved inward, mm-hmm. laundry on hooks, overhangs, canopies, all sorts of like sundry urban manifestations have come together to completely shield the sky and the moon from the back alley. So the bus is going to be at least hopefully safe in the back alley. I don't want to like leave the bus if the eye could see it. No, it, it, it is not visible to the eye here. Okay, I'm going to grab the keys. Are there keys to the bus? Yes and no. There are and there are not keys to the bus until you reach for them. Correct. Okay, I want to get off the bus and run. Give me a roll to save your skin. Take a plus one because I think the sudden stop and change of plan here mm-hmm. has probably thrown Duncan off. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. On a seven and nine, you can choose to escape or not, but there will be a price to pay if you do. I assume you would like to escape. Yes. Yeah. You're able to get out of the way. The last thing you see as you throw open the front door and dive out of the bus is that Duncan has pulled some sort of contraption out from under his trench coat. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like a weapon. I don't okay. know that you get a good look at it, but he throws it towards where you were standing, towards the cabin, the driver's seat. And yeah. that's the last thing you see as the door shuts okay i'll get you next time traveler (laughs) i doubt that i yell and also i blow the bus a little kiss Mm. it's important that the bus knows that i love it and i go tearing across this courtyard area to jackie's stall hopefully fast enough that sexy traveler duncan doesn't see me and let's jump to jackie's stall but we're gonna roll the clock back just a little bit with duncan Parentheses, number one, end parentheses. The real Duncan. You come tumbling out of the secret entrance slash exit from Jackie's market stall into and out of the back alley. 
you're a little damp, but otherwise, okay. Having fled normal brewing, exit pursued by bureaucracy. Ugh, Jackie. <clears throat> Jackie. You see Jackie playing ping pong with a stack of 20 toy soldiers. Oh, <laughs> love that for her. And as you call out, she misses the ball and toy soldiers score. Oh, uh. all right, Duncan, what do you need? It's, How was your little reconnaissance? I pick up the ping pong ball. I toss it back to the toy soldiers mid-sentence. It's bad. It's pretty bad out there. I got to the station. Sebastian is okay for the time being, but something's wrong with Stafford. He got got, and he is working for the, the council Ooh. now. Specifically, Yikes. trying to find me. Also, the council found me. I just barely got away. Duncan, I, I told you like one thing is yeah. to not get caught. They didn't follow you, did they? Well, I I didn't get caught. I just got found. Okay. All right. How attached are you to normal brewing? Not terribly. Great. It's a little too normal for me. That's good for, for you. Uh, Hey, Duncan, give me a roll to assess reality. Uh-huh. I hope I didn't get followed. Oh, boy. That'd be bad. Seven on the dice plus one is eight. Hold one. Are there, are there any dangers I haven't noticed? Yeah, da dick. (laughs) You hear the faint rasping of film being unspooled. Aye, aye, aye. (laughs) I turn around just to look at it. I don't think we described what Jackie's secret exit looks like from her side. Does anyone have a vision, something you want to pitch? So it's a toilet on the normal brewing side. Uh, what if it's like a side load washing machine? Oh, yes, that's great. I love that. You see dozens of film worms <gasps> pouring out of the front load laundry machine in Jackie's stall. Uh, soldiers, breach. Breach. I start trying to slap them back into the laundry machine. <laughs> okay, give me a roll to fight for your life. Oh, dang it. I, that's, <laughs> there are soldiers for this, Duncan. You don't have to do that. You can change your mind. I mean, I guess the, the question is, are the soldiers doing anything about this invasion when it's brought to their attention? Yeah, as soon as you alert them, they spring into action. Uh, they start forming ranks, loading up their little rifles. We, I don't think we ever specified what type of toy soldiers these are, but I like to imagine them with rifles and bayonets. Uh-huh. Uh, and they start unloading their, their tiny little pellets. And some of the <laughs> shots are punching holes in the film worms, but the odds don't seem to be in their favor. These right. serpents are pouring out much faster and gaining ground much more quickly than they are being turned back. That I guess I'm a little afraid to touch them because in the station they seemed to not have eyes per se, but are kind of like smelling slash feeling out for what they're looking for. Yes, you certainly got that sense. So I have a worry that if I go and like try to push them in and touch them, they'll be like, hey, we're getting touched by Duncan Oliver. Found him. Got him. Call for backup. <laughs> so I, I kind of look to Jackie and have like a, a broom or, or shovel or something. We got to. I guess I was followed. I'm very sorry, Jackie. I'm very sorry. Jackie has grabbed her potato cannon. Right. Uh, and you can see her loading something into it, which looks like an utter void of <laughs> physical being. And your eyes just kind of glaze over it as you cross by. And she yells at you, hit the deck. I, I hit the deck. And she fires. And <laughs> a big cloud of film is just vaporized. It just kind of ceases to exist. Got hit by nothing. Is C-Mac here as well? C-Mac has poked his head in. He was out in the market and it's like, oh God. Light him up. That that doesn't look good. I know you have a paint gun. It hurts real bad. Yeah, he, he pulls out a, a paintball gun and very quickly a full-on brawl is now underway in Jackie's stall. <laughs> as like, it should be. Yeah, yeah, as it often is. I like to grab like a, like a fireplace shovel or something to try to swat worms that get too close. And I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep my distance because I again my, my worry is if they if they catch scent or sight or a touch of me, this will just get worse. And if they if they yeah. are pushed back seemingly by the forces of the underbelly, that might be a more expected outcome that they would have anyways. Give me a roll to fight for your life. Okay. Oh, it's a nine. Nine on the dice means it's a nine. Whew. On a seven to nine, you and your enemy inflict harm on each other as established. 
you swing back and forth and and you're ripping through film worms, but they just kind of continue to pour in. I, I think you're able to avoid getting touched or nabbed. But as this is unfolding, a much larger, more substantial entity bursts out from the front loading washer. It is a thick, ropey mass of red tape. And it fires straight into you, Duncan, and Uh-oh. collides with your chest for one harm and sends you rolling backwards. Good grief. And it is now whipping around Jackie's stall. Okay. I'm in tr- I'm at four harm on my sheet because I don't think we ever rested. Well, you always clear all your harm in between disturbances in Absurdia. Then I'm doing okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm not about to die. As you get your bearings, you see more manifestations of the bureaucracy spilling out from the front-loading washer and echoing like a, a tinny sound as though it's coming through pipes you hear. Knock, knock. Jackie? Yeah, Duncan? Bail? I don't, it doesn't see, like, this big thing's now poking through. It doesn't seem like we can close this. Yeah, I suppose discretion is the better part of valor. Jackie, can you grenade your laundry machine? Can we shut that corridor? My secret special exit? You want me to destroy it? If it's any consolation, it is not secret anymore. Give me a sway roll. Okay. I think with a minus one, because <laughs> you you did the one thing that Jackie told you specifically not to do. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I know, but Jackie doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That is a 10 on the dice, plus two is 12. Okay. Minus one didn't really matter much. Oh, sorry, minus one. That's right, 11. Still, on a 10 plus, they will do it for the reason you gave them. I think Jackie looks longingly at the front-loading washer, loads one more indescribable locus of unfocusable energy into her notato cannon and fires, and the front-loading washer is reduced to nothingness. Jackie, I'm I'm so sorry, but it was a, a toilet door. But it was my toilet door, Duncan. Hmm. My toilet door. I give her a little awkward pat-pat on the shoulder. We'll make another toilet door for you. Yeah, you better. I think it's at this moment that the door swings open and Max arrives. Max, you see a scene of absolute chaos. There's shreds of film everywhere. It looks like some explosions have occurred, but no fire damage. Uh-huh. And there are wounded toy soldiers littered across the <gasps> battlefield. Oh, Max. God, I could. I, we really could have used the Zweihander about two minutes ago. Quinn. Yes, hello. Is the front door closable? I don't think it's like a sturdy door. For some reason, I'm envisioning shells. Shells? You know those like shells on strings that like kind of make doors? Yes. It's that, but it's with little bits and pieces of the pool kraken. That's the front door to Jackie's shop? Yes. That doesn't sound like I can close it, though. My question was, can I close the door? No. Jackie is not no. worried about break-ins here. The- Nobody messes with Jackie. That's Will fair. the pool kraken attack enemies of us? It's parts of the pool kraken. I don't think it's actually the pool kraken. Oh, yeah, kraken. it's not the pool kraken itself. This, sorry, like these are like tendrils. bits that Jackie has cut or found or claimed. Mm-hmm. This is like a, it's a trophy. Okay, so the door does not have the ability to, to attack anybody. No. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> it's a trophy door, basically. But what you're saying is... The door cannot protect you. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I go running through this decorative fucking useless door. It's very intimidating. I, mm, you think, you think, you think little bits of squid are going to intimidate sexy traveler Duncan? Do you? Because I don't think so. You should ask I think we're forked. Okay. Go running through and like, it makes it like a fun little. Flop, flop, flop. This is not my best Foley work here. Like a, a clacking, mm-hmm. like a it's like a slight shaking noise, and I go running through, and I see this this scene, and I look behind me. Quinn, was I followed? Why don't you give me a roll to assess reality as you? Well, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> I have rolled a five. I think as you cast one final glance over your shoulder, as you cross the threshold of Jackie's stall, you see Duncan, parentheses, number two, and parentheses. Sexy travel Duncan, yes. <laughs> stomping through the marketplace, and he locks eyes with you just as you enter the stall. Fuck! Fuck! 
fuck, fuck, Quinn. This is fucked up. We take like a month off. Like I go on vacation. We're all like relaxing. Then we come back and Quinn's like, so Max, somebody wants to murder you. At least and they one got person. like magic weapons. I mean, like, oh God. Okay. You. All right. I do want to be very clear that the vibe is much more like Terminator Batman, not magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want me to kill Sexy Traveler Duncan? Is this is this going to come down to a... To you can a, do whatever you want. Is this going to... You have agency. Dance with death in the night. <laughs> Dispatch somewhere justice. You don't want to kill me, uwu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm serious. I'm an adult. I'm back. <laughs> I mean, Quinn wants We're me to so die. We're so serious. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to die. You've given Duncan me... too wants you to die. I've given you a, th- <laughs> a threat. I have presented you with a threat, <laughs> as often occurs in tabletop role playing games. <laughs> Why couldn't we have a game, Quinn? I was just like. All of you guys go out and you have a picnic in the forest and all you do is like describe your snacks. Hey, we can play Wander Home next if you want, but that right now we're playing list. absurd. Yeah. That was on the, we had that choice when we started season two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My sides are over, I think. Yes, I've gotten everything out. So I see Jackie Duncan, real Duncan, not, I can't believe it's not Duncan. Duncan? Yeah. A bad version of you what? from another time and place has decided that I am at fault for something that I clearly did not do. <laughs> I would never. Max, come on. I would never. I would never. You know me, Duncan. That's preposterous. Anyway. I'm me. I'm here. I'm me. Well, you're about to meet you if you, like, decided to go off-roading and uh, really roughing it out in the woods for, like, I don't know, like a month or two. I've done camping before. Ooh, yeah, this is, like, extreme camping. Anyway, Jackie, 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 yeah, what do you have yeah, to defend the store from the front? Because we're about to be invaded. That's the word I'm looking for. We just were. Bad Duncan is coming. By another Duncan? Yes. Uh, she turns to one of the captains and says, situation report. And then the captain does a bunch of weird hand gestures that you, <laughs> they're not any sign language that you're familiar with, but Jackie seems to understand. Yep. And she does a few back and then the toy soldiers start reforming ranks towards the front. Okay. Also, just as an aside, has the situation at the back of the store been resolved or are we now fighting things on two fronts? The laundry machine has been destroyed. Okay. Or de-existed. It has been notated. It has been notated. So we don't have anything coming through the rear, but we also don't have an escape. Correct. Well, Quinn, I'm going to hide. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hide. Like, I'm going to do like a Disney movie, Disney Channel, children's young adult show where I'm like hiding away from the door with my sword drawn, waiting for Bad Duncan to come in. Okay. Give me a roll to save your skin. You're going to make me roll to hide? When you take advantage of an opening to run, hide, or otherwise evade danger, roll plus one. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. It's so funny how much Hannah fights against (laughs) playing the the game systems. (laughs) Just so mad about playing the game. (laughs) Okay, Hannah, make a roll. Oh, God, roll dice. Boo. How dare you? Okay, you said it's... Save your skin? Yeah. Absolute tomfoolery. <laughs> fuck. Well, that's an 11, so I'm not going to say fuck you, Quinn. Cut his head off. But I'm okay. thinking it a little bit, and now I'm saying, ha <laughs> Quinn, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I think Jackie has, like, an old grandfather clock. It doesn't work. You examined it for parts a hundred times over. But because of that, you know that you can fit into it perfectly. Whoa. And so you step into the grandfather clock and close the door just as Duncan number two throws open the pool kraken shell shades mm-hmm. and steps inside. What? I point at Traveler Duncan and I point at this weirdo. Insert Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yep. This is a question for good. Does Duncan parenthesis one and parenthesis is pretty freaked out about seeing a copy of himself has duncan parenthesis two seen this before 
Okay, so we've all had a lot of fun and games with all the different names here, but I'm going to say now for clarity purposes, this is Deacon. Deacon. This is Great. Deacon. Okay. Has Deacon seen other Duncans? Whether or not he's seen other Duncans, he certainly knows that this is a possibility. It's a possibility, yeah. So he wouldn't be surprised by this. So he bursts in. He goes, what? Ugh, complications. Where are they? Where is the traveler? Uh, no traveler here, sir. Give me your old hoodwink. Okay. Hoodwink yourself. Hoodwink Duncan. myself. <laughs> this the, is a very good and serious podcast. It's a very good and serious <laughs> podcast, and we're not going to think too hard about the psychological implications about how good Duncan is at hoodwinking himself, <laughs> um, depending on how this, how this goes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's an 11. On a 10 plus, they are fooled, at least for the time being. <sighs> she came in this direction. She's about yay tall, holding a giant sword. She spells doom and ruination for this entire world. Tell me where she is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elodie, right? Uh, she went that way. Yeah, big sword. They took a, a tunnel there through the, through the laundry machine, and, uh, well, it, like, backfired, and you can see what's going on now. So, I, not here, though. <sighs> Deacon stomps over, looks at the little bits and pieces, maybe like a ball bearing or something that's left of the laundry machine, and then storms out. Pause in the door. This isn't the last you've seen of me. Stomp, 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 stomp. And he runs just to show up. <laughs> hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 35 of Monster Hour Absurdia. And if you're listening to this on release day, happy Halloween. As silly and surreal as somewhere is, we are real monsters at heart, so we appreciate you joining us for this, the most spookiest of holidays. As always, I want to thank everyone who's been helping to spread the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to a friend. We remain on quite a tear with our download numbers this month, and since our Sploot advertisements haven't reached this timeline yet, that's all thanks to your word of mouth, so please, keep up the good work. We are very excited to welcome quite a few new members to WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive this week. Y'all really showed up during the mini-break, and it warms our cold and tropic hearts. A huge thanks to our latest broadcast acolytes, Moots, Rowan Sawyer, Trellis Troves, Nico, Taima, Kyle, and Mr. Dolls. Our latest Patreon bequest is the second half of our ARC 4 outtakes, featuring loads of excellent goofs from some of the loopiest recording sessions that we've had to date. If you're looking for a laugh and want to support the show, you can check those out by heading to patreon.com slash monsterhour or following the link in the show notes. And now, I'm going to turn it over to Kyle for a brief message from our sponsor this episode. Hello listeners, Kyle here with a quick message about drinks. How many times have you settled in for that board game night or gathered around a table with friends, prepped for an adventure, and just needed that one perfect cup of tea to set the mood, invigorate your spirit, or settle your stomach for battle? Well, in collaboration with our friends over at Storyteller Squad, we are bringing you Many Worlds Tavern, the coffee and tea company for the tabletop. I recently had the pleasure of sampling some of their fine brews and can't wait to tell you about them. First and foremost, I am a coffee drinker, and I can't recommend their Homely House Comfort Blend highly enough. It is a medium roasted blend that is just fabulous in the morning or after second breakfasts. Sometimes, though, I need something a little more invigorating to get my mind ready for the absurdities of somewhere. And for that, I love the Morning Mist's tea. It is a simple, rich black tea, perfect for starting new arcs or adventures, or having that contemplative rest with a trusted companion. Finally, and honestly my favorite, is the Sacred Spring Herbal Tea. I love, love, love a warm herbal tea in the evenings, but have to keep myself away from caffeine. And this cinnamon hibiscus plum blend is a delight to the senses from the moment you open the bag and take in your first big sniff. They have so many delicious offerings on their website, manyworldstavern.com, as well as a newsletter that comes with a free D&D adventure, each bag is also beautifully decorated by talented artists. I'd recommend you check out their Treasured Realm Single Origin Coffee subscription uh, if you're also interested in free dice, <laughs> like I always am. If anything I said uh, tickles your fancy, go ahead and put in the code MHOUR at checkout. That's M-H-O-U-R at checkout, and tell them Duncan sent you. 
As I mentioned earlier, we've collaborated with our friends at Storyteller Squad and are honored to be a part of their Expanded Universe episodes. You can find myself and the rest of the Monster Hour crew on the episode titled Zeke the Monster. And fair warning, it's cute as hell. You can find that episode and the rest of Storyteller Squad over at storytellersquad.captivate.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. That's all we have for you this week, dear listeners. Tune in November 14th for the next broadcast of WSOM, Radio Somewhere. Claire, you exit City Hall, having had another reading from Will, the customer service beeromancer. Where are you headed? What's, What's your plan right now? Well, Quinn... I bet that me from last session had a plan based on what the reading was. I don't know if you did. <laughs> no, I think probably just I had formulated an idea in my head based on ah, the reading, mm-hmm. which would be very helpful. And now the audience is screaming, you need to go do the thing from the reading. But audience, you see, it's been like a month since that happened mm-hmm. in non-game time. So I think what Claire is going to do, whether it makes any sense or not, is try to find Max... Her Max, not Elodie, not someone, Max, go out to the well. I'm fully assuming that she will not get to that plan because something will happen in the way. But let's just go ahead and say that's the objective. The long-term goal. (laughs) Yeah. Claire, you start heading away from City Hall. And as you do, you notice two things of note. The first is, outside of normal brewing, you see five black sartorial columns Mina Redmond and a tangled mess of red tape punched through all the windows and doors assailing normal brewing. Mm. The second is that WSOM, which is right next to it, the broadcast array on top of it is doing something a little bit strange. The best way you could describe it is that it seems like you can see radio waves. It looks very similar to the stone, And the space around it is tinged a rotating hue of colors. Mm. What do you do? I look around and see if I spot my people at all. And by that, I mean Max or Duncan. You don't see Max. I do think you see stepping out of the back door of WSOM, Duncan Oliver. Duncan? I will say you're like a couple hundred feet away. Okay, all right. I think what Claire would see is is wearing slightly different clothes. Yeah, and probably Mm -hmm. Claire is very excited. Duncan finally took her advice about refreshing the wardrobe. Big baggy sweater. Yeah, which is very in style. She's very proud of him. Sandals. thinks it's a weird time to experiment, but she's glad that something has propelled him to Kind of torn jeans. Is there a hat involved? No hat, but he's got purple glasses. Excellent. Uh, too small, right? Or too big? Uh, They're not the big. right size. They're very okay. big. Okay, great. They're basically snowboarders. That, yeah, that's consistent. I think Duncan's glasses are also oversized. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's a staple of yeah, all that's staple. That part, normal, but they're purple. <laughs> but they're purple. I like it. I think Claire would head straight for him. Probably actually would not yell Duncan even as she approached because as far as she's concerned, Duncan is trying to keep a low profile. And so she probably thinks that his outfit choice is his misguided attempt to blend in. (laughs) Yeah, disguise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, Quinn, but I feel like this Duncan is maybe not being very discreet. It's like standing up looking looking up at the giant brew tank. Just scratching his head. Claire, you walk towards Duncan, passing by this ruckus outside of normal brewing between the council, praise be, and whatever's going on inside, and make your way towards Duncan, who is staring up somewhat bewildered at the giant brew tank. I, like, tap him on the shoulder and go, like, what's happening? Whoa! Yes, yes. Excuse me. (laughs) What's up? I'm asking you that question. Oh. Is that always so big? I mean, honestly, usually I rely on the other one to tell us that. I think so. Last I remember. Other one? Whoa, far out. Who are you? Mm, And I think Claire literally, (laughs) like, smacks Duncan on the forehead. Are you okay? Uh, Is that better? What'd you do that for? It's like an on-off switch. I'm fine. 
Okay. I was just I was just in there. It's all got all red and squiggly. Yes. Do you know why? And why are you standing out here? Aren't you supposed to be incognito? Whoa. Whoa. Dude, have you seen the moon? Yes. That's kind of the point. You shouldn't be out here. Duncan, as you say that, over this woman's shoulder, you see the other woman, kind of a severe, nebbish-looking woman in a pantsuit, standing in front of these, for all the world, it looks like suit pant legs, turn on a dime and look directly at you. Like, kind of duck back behind Claire, like, do you know, do you know that lady? She's got she's got really harsh vibes. <laughs> There's a gavel crack, and suddenly she's standing right next to the two of you. Holy Duncan! Sh- nope, definitely not. And she kind of cocks her head to the side a little bit. No, I'm I'm not Duncan. I'm I'm my name's Duncan. Yes, that's right. I don't know a Duncan. You are lifted up by a half dozen red tape tendrils, which sprout seemingly from her back. <laughs> she holds you up overhead and says, where is the time reserve? Whoa. <laughs> Listen, this is a big misunderstanding. I think we got off on a bit of the wrong foot. Lady, get, I'm, tell her I don't have a time reserve. I don't have a time. What's a time reserve? I kind of live in the now, you know? I believe your question has been answered. Claire, did you brainwash him? Tell the truth. Uh, I honestly don't know. And I literally have the biggest (laughs) shit-eating grin. I'm like, good luck (laughs) catching me in a lie. (laughs) It's not a lie. lie. (laughs) Exactly. That's why it's just so glorious. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Audit this view. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll sort it out at City Hall. Come with me. And she starts walking back towards City Hall with Dankin kind of held aloft overhead. I I follow and I start yelling up at Dankin. Dankin. Yeah. Have you ever met me before? Dankin squints and looks and goes, oh, yeah. You're that lady with the the cucumber water, right? You say that's the uh, defining memory of your interactions with me, (laughs) yes? Far out. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I've, I've only rarely met you in person. You're like. You're like famous. Everyone loves oh. cucumber water. It's it's so good. I think Claire gets really distracted takes... for a moment just like imagining that world. <laughs> really takes the edge off when you got like a scratchy throat or whatever. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Nina, take note. Hmm? Sorry, I, I, I haven't been paying attention. Careful little tendril lady. Oh. It's kind of bouncy up here. I literally put a, one of my fingernails on Nina's shoulder and I go, you should be paying attention. Because this is a Duncan from another universe. What? Shit has already hit the fan. She turns back around. Duncan's now held aloft behind her. Say more. Okay, but... Not you. This morning, what? Well, no, actually, you know what? Fine. But either one. Go ahead. I'm listening. Tell us how you got here, Duncan. Well, okay, so this morning I I woke up and I had waffles like I usually do. And then I settled in at my microphone. I do this thing I like to call podcasting, where I kind of record kind of my thoughts of the day uh, into this little tape recorder. And then I I give it to my friend, Sebastian. He says he's he's got a way to publish that and people listen to it and like it. But anyway, so I did that (laughs) recording and then I got kind of sleepy. So I, I took a nap. Uh, I I woke up and I thought I should I should visit my friend my friend Jeremy. And so I went into uh, the the weird brewing building. Anyway, so I went in there and I ordered my usual, which is you know cucumber water. Obviously, mm-hmm. slam that. <laughs> uh, got sleepy again, so I went back, did another little like kind of described how great cucumber water was back into my into my podcast thing uh, left the tape there on sebastian's desk i haven't seen him today anyways took another another nap and then uh came out here looking to see what's going on out here on the street it sounds like there's a real ruckus going on what do you call your station station ksom i start maniacally laughing <laughs> I'm literally like crying laughing. I can't stop. And I'm just like, oh, it's so funny how hard you have tried to make things happen your way. But the universe, 
I don't know where I'm getting this from, but there's a part of me that just wants to say, it finds a way. <laughs> right on. Yeah. <laughs> don't even try. That's what I like to say into my podcast. That's right. Was it Dankin? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk later about the uh, points uh, because it sounds like what you're doing is a little bit of guerrilla marketing for me in another universe, and I'd love to talk more about that. In the meantime, Mina, it seems that, you know, you might want to reassess this whole not wanting to work with me or any of my folks thing because I know when things have gone off the rails, I'm what one would call an expert in the plan has gone awry, and I think you've reached Uh that point now, too. Give me a sway roll. All right. One sec. Can I come down? The tendrils of red tape unspool from you and you fall to the ground. Oof. Oh my gosh. It's been so long since I've done one of these. I just rolled two dice. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Unless you want to push yourself. I do. Then you roll a third. Okay. Then you mark one vestige and roll three. Discard the lowest. Push myself. Woof-a-daisy. That was a seven. On a seven nine, they will do it, but they will choose one option from the list below. Or I, I suppose I will choose one option from the list. Oh, no, no. Ask me now. Yes. <laughs> yes. They want more than what you're offering. They demand payment up front. They have a better idea for achieving your goal or they stall and dither for a while. Claire. Yes. Bring Duncan. Not this one. The other one. <laughs> right here. Ours. Bring Duncan and Max to a neutral spot. You can keep the time reserve somewhere else and we'll talk. A summit. And who is we? Who will be there on your side? We will. Just to clarify, you mean the council, not like you and some buddies, right? Yes. Okay, what is your idea of neutral ground when there's the moon? You choose. Oh boy. Got this great spot out in the woods that I like to hang out in. Ooh, my immediate thought is the well. That's not really neutral. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, (laughs) Ideas, folks? Let's get to our locations tab here. The state farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, we could go to Melvin's Butcher. That's, I don't know that's, if that's less neutral. neutral as well, I think. First bank of somewhere. First bank or the skate park. Ooh. Sweet flips. Yeah, the bank would be a good one. Is the bank not bureaucracy? I think the bank's community. It's more community? Okay. Okay. Mm, the ooze. What about on the bus? Mm, I don't, the council the would not. Bus is a precious baby angel, and I'm not. I'm not bringing her out. <laughs> yeah. where she could get hurt. No, 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 not the bus. I think that it sounds like the council would be too scared to do that anyway. Yeah, they should be. What's yeah. the, what was the salt lick? A bar or restaurant or something? It's a place that sells crystal salt lamps. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's that right. you can lick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why don't we go to the sip and spin pottery studio? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can discuss, can discuss our summit over some nice wine and clay pots i think that's a i like that one um we've already been to the abandoned gas station i feel like we can yeah. build some lore in a new place i love it okay very well tomorrow the sip and spin pottery barn sip and can i come i think that, I, yes i think that's happening dank extremely confused I more feel so. like that's not, not yeah, surprised. that's pretty normal. Yeah. Even even more. Like this time I'm confused, but I like care that to know about the answers. Point of order. Can I keep him? I want to do some product testing. Yes. Excellent. He's of no use to us, apparently. <gasps> hey. Don't I worry, Dan. Great thoughts. Consider yourself lucky. I fish a tape out of my pocket and I hand it over to Mina. A she tape? takes it. Yeah, like a recording. What is this? Oh, okay. I thought that was like tape, like scotch tape. I was like, okay. Like a cassette tape? This, Yeah, like a cassette tape. This is the first day of the rest of your life. Welcome to Dankenpod. (laughs) She Uh, puts it into her pocket. (laughs) Are we going to get sponsors for Dankenpod? Oh, my God. (laughs) Ads within the podcast of another podcast. Yeah, Dankenpod's going to sponsor (laughs) Yeah, very willing to do some crossover promotion with this. What is this, a monster hour? <laughs> Whole hour sounds pretty scary. We're going to do ghost mattress. We're going to do red chef hat. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to do square security camera. 
<laughs> I think Claire puts her arm around Dankin and goes, Dankin, your thoughts are absolutely needed. What do you say I get you five to six different versions of cucumber water? <gasps> yes. <gasps> that sounds radical. Excellent. See you soon, Mina. <laughs> 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 Fuck.